Welcome to Friday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, no Amy here. But why don't we get started today with... Food Feud. Fight! We're the, the final match in the final four. Last week, Krispy Kreme Donuts beat out Waffle House Waffles, and they have earned themselves a spot in the Food Feud Championship. But this week, we have one other semifinal matchup to go. It's our quest to find the ultimate Food Feud Champion. Here we go. In the red corner, a fast food staple, not just in America, but the world. These fries are made with premium potatoes and are cooked to golden perfection in a vegetable oil blend. They're crispy and golden on the outside, warm and fluffy on the inside. Small size. Run you 230 calories. It's McDonald's French fries. In the blue corner, one of the best cereals of all time. They consist of small squares or rectangles of wheat and rice covered in cinnamon and sugar. They're 168 calories per serving. The taste you can see, the crazy squares you crave. It's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Wow, boys, you only get one. McDonald's fries or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Lunchbox coming to you first. Man, I like those McDonald's fries. The only problem is if you don't eat them right away, when they get cold, they're not very good. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is good all day, all time. Give me Cinnamon Toast Crunch. One point for the crunch. Eddie. Hey, that was a good point, Lunchbox. There is one food that you can eat all day. Breakfast, snack it for lunch, late before we go to bed, get some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, dude, because that is your winner. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Wow. I love them both, but I'm going McDonald's fries. Oh, 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 oh. Even after they're cold? Yeah. We're not picking scenarios. Okay, what about when they're stale or when bugs get in them? We're just going to assign situations. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to go McDonald's fries. I'm shocked. Wow, Morgan. Yeah, I mean, you guys make really good points, but I'm with Bobby. I got to go this McDonald's french fries. Greasy, salty, perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are... You're losing your mind. Raymundo, you have the final pick, and this will go into the championship. Is it both, by the way, I love? Yeah, because they're really good. Yes. Cinnamon Toast Crunch or McDonald's fries? There's a reason Cinnamon Toast Crunch is more expensive when you go to the store. There's a reason kids can only have them maybe once a month if they've been very, very good. It's because they're better. They're a delicacy. McDonald's fries are on every corner in America. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is what kids wake up in the morning for. No, ain't nobody waking up for fries. Give me Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about, Ray. A kid gets it once a month. It's a delicacy. Yeah, I don't know what that Listen, meant. Listen, I'm okay with his opinion of which one wins, but his points were totally dumb. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you can get Cinnamon Toast Crunch anywhere, too. Every corner, yeah, every yeah, store. Yeah. You get it at the gas station. <laughs> you Great get cinnamon, reasoning. Cinnamon Toast Crunch in more places than... Then you can McDonald's. Probably. Which, yeah. And by the way, I have a Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, you do, which I don't understand. Today. Yeah, I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So then pick it. I have yeah, I, McDonald's fries. <laughs> Mike was trying to tell Lunchbox to. I, I was looking at my sweatshirt. My hoodie I, I couldn't was, tell that that was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I didn't. Where, I didn't. I guess yeah, it's a sign. Yeah. It's a Dang. sign. That's your champ right there. It's a sign. Dang. What's up, everybody? Today's show will be fantastic. Brothers Osborne are coming in with their dad, Woo. and they're going to reunite the family band. We have Craig Robinson on, who played Daryl Philbin on The Office, because I'm doing a new podcast with him. It's called Make It Up As We Go. Uh, let me play a couple voicemails from you guys. Uh, this came late last night. Here you go. Yes, sir. You were talking about your marriage thing. See, I'm adopted, and I don't even know if I want to invite my adopted family to my wedding because they haven't been in my life since I've moved out of their house back three years ago, and no one of them talks to me. So what should I do in that situation? Yeah. Wow. I, I was just, I don't know my biological dad. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to invite him. There's a couple wrinkles in that situation. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, there's something there that's making them not talk. I, I'd address that. And if it still isn't good, don't invite them. I don't think I would just have a wedding and not tell them and not invite them. Somehow I would get in touch and say, hey, would, do you even want to come? And if they say no, all good. No need to force something, by the way. Mm-hmm. But at least make communication an option one more time before you jump into that wedding. Dang. All right, here's Amanda from Phoenix, Arizona. 
The reason I'm calling is I have a job interview next week, but they only want to do a phone interview and it's only going to be 15 minutes long. So I didn't know if you had any advice as to, you know, the best way to make an impression and the best use of those 15 minutes so that I can get a second interview. Thank you so much. Yeah, don't say, um, you... Since you only have a short block of time and they can only hear your words and they can't see your face, you have to not say a lot of dumb words like, um, like. First thing I would do is make sure you eliminate the words, um, and like. Um, you, you, I say, um, Robin, I say that. Um, <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> you know, when I tell people how to make a, a positive first impression on folks, it always starts with smiling. I think you can hear smiling a little bit you too. You can. Yeah. So I would encourage you to smile while you're doing it. Avoid um and like, and just be extra prepared. I would do debate prep, actually. You know how the president, vice president, they'll go and do debate prep for days in case what's going to be asked. I would just hit yourself with some of the questions. If you have a fiance, husband, wife, whatever it is, have her ask you some questions and you answer them. Mm -hmm. Just answering them in your head doesn't really help you as much as answering them out loud to somebody else. That's the advice I would give you. Bones, what do you think about uh, getting dressed up for the phone interview? I think it sounds ridiculous. Okay, sorry. I thought if maybe it makes it would you put her, feel better. I thought maybe it'd put her in the mind frame of like this. I'm going in. Whatever I know it's on the it phone. takes to put you in the mind frame, I wouldn't because I don't want to dirty up clothes. Okay. <laughs> That's a dumb. Okay, dumb one. But whatever you got to do to put yourself in that spot. But the easy ones are to eliminate um and like, and do what I would call debate prep. I'm gonna give you scary movie songs. See if you can name the scary movie. Okay. I don't like horror movies. Eddie suggested a bit. And yeah. not because it was a bad bit, but it was not going to be in rejected segments. But he was like, let's all watch a horror movie and have to. I'm like, I'm, no. I hate horror movies. Me too. <laughs> That's why, I mean, when I suggest the bit, I'm like, I, I mean, I don't really want to, but I'll do it if it's going to be funny. But like, yeah, I don't like, I like the older ones because they're cheesy. But I don't, I don't these, like any of it. Like, there's nightmares. Which is the one that's out right now? Antebellum? It looks scary. Mike, have you seen Antebellum? Not yet. What's it? Is it about the situation with Lady A and the, and the woman? <laughs> yes, how they had to change their name. <laughs> yeah, yes. is, that, is that what it's <laughs> Yes, it's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So dumb. All right, all right. I'm going to play you a scary movie song. You name the movie. Uh, Morgan, Eddie, Lunchbox, you guys all play Write Your Answer Down. Right. Let's do it. Here we go. Number one, name this. Give you guys about 15 seconds and I'll come to you for your answer. Eddie? Halloween. Lunchbox? Poltergeist. Morgan? Charles Manson. <laughs> Good movie. Not a movie. <laughs> he just played this every day before he went out and convinced people to kill people. The answer is Halloween. Eddie, one. Come on. The rest of the show, zero. Name this scary movie. All right. Nothing? I mean, I got something written down. I don't know if this is it. Eddie? Scooby-Doo? That's not a scary I mean, movie. Maybe they could have Scooby-Doo in what the haunted in the house. World? What in the world? <laughs> I mean, listen to it. It's all like Scooby-Doo. Lunchbox. Friday the 13th. Morgan. Adam's family? Uh, it's Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's family is not scary either, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, it's not. Probably scarier than Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Scooby-Doo, you're always surprised by who exactly. the mystery person is in the mask. You pesky kids. Name this one. Eddie? Nightmare on Elm Street. Lunchbox? Poltergeist. Morgan? It. The Exorcist. Oh, oh man. We have four more to go. All right, here we go. This is a two-parter. That's the first one. This one's going to give it away here. Here's the next one. Right, guys, I got you. Eddie. I have Nightmare on Elm Street. Lunchbox, Candyman, Morgan, The Grudge. Oh my gosh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Chris, he said Freddy's coming for you. I didn't hear that. Next up. <laughs> Eddie? Oh, dang. I wrote the wrong one down. I know it now. What'd you write down? Friday the 13th. That one was already happening. Where did you that? I, I know. Lunchbox? Poltergeist. No. Morgan? Saw? No, Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> I knew it. Name this one. <laughs> Morgan's head is hanging in shame. She thinks she should know this one. Come on, Morgan. I think I know it, but I don't know. Eddie? I feel bad. <laughs> Jaws. Lunchbox? Jaws. Morgan? Jaws. Nice. Morgan's on the board. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, one final one. Can you name this scary movie song? This, this movie, I've never seen any of these, but they scare the crap out of me thinking about the, the concepts. You've never seen any of them? Eddie, you've already written your answer down, Eddie. Uh, what do you have, Eddie? <laughs> I have it. No. Lunchbox? Saw. Saw is right. Wow. Morgan? Saw. There it is. Hey, Mike, what was the score? Who won? Uh, Eddie. Eddie wins. Yeah. The guy who hates scary movies. I hate scary movies. By the way, those are in that order. Those are the creepiest movie theme songs mm. in that order. They're Halloween, good. Friday 13th. For me, the, the one that's the Freddy's coming for you. Yeah. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Two, three, four. Okay, yeah, whatever that is. I don't like your that door. one. That freaks me out, man. All right. Nice job, Eddie. Thanks, man. Fun fact Friday. Yay! I'm going to run you through the five most fun facts that I have found this week. Okay. Usually it's Amy. And sometimes you're pretty critical of her yeah. funness. You so get a lot very fun. Hey, hey, <laughs> Siskel and Ebert. We're going to be pretty critical Hey, the these. two old guys from the Muppets. You need <laughs> to chill out over there. All right. I'm all about right. to hit you guys with some good ones. Come on. Here we go. Number five. The sloth. Familiar with that animal? Yes. Very mm-hmm. slow. The only mammal that doesn't fart. Okay, now that's, that's fun. fun. That's fun. And <laughs> I tell you this. Just. I, I've been to Blake Shelton's place before. He's got sloths. Really? Yeah. Really? Multiple. Well, I think that's legal, right? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about sloths or where they're supposed to live. Maybe but. he doesn't have sloths. Take that back. <laughs> All right. Let's do number four. Number four. Tom Holland, the Spider-Man guy, the kid. He yes. looks like a kid, but he's an adult. Tom Holland discovered that he got the role of Spider-Man not from a call from Marvel or his agent. He saw it on Instagram. It was like, he was scrolling. He was like, what? I got the role of Spider-Man? Oh, that's and that's crazy. how he found out he got the biggest job of his career, just from social media. Hmm? Hmm? Kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of oh. fun. Thank you. Number three. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, and Mitt Romney. What do they have in common? Rich. Roommates. No, no they're not roommates. <laughs> they all get free McDonald's for life. What? They each have a McGold card. That grants free fast food for the rest of the person's life. Why? Yeah, why? What makes them so special? Well, they're very rich and famous and giving. Oh, got you. Okay. They've all. You know, I'm not sure what they did specifically to get the card, but they each have the McGold card. So they can call up and say, "I want 600 cheeseburgers and it's free because they got that card." <laughs> I would do that every day. Probably. Well, they don't do that every day, and that's probably what got them to that point. <laughs> where they're so rich. Number two. And one of my favorite fun facts ever, because I'm so fascinated with time travel. Back in 2009, Stephen Hawking. Remember him? Yes. The, they made a movie about him. Yeah. It, it was a really good and movie. And it was great. Yes. Yeah. So an astrophysicist, I believe, mm-hmm. was what he is. Stephen Hawking hosted an open party for everyone, he Said, but only publicized it after the party was over, so only time travelers would know to attend, meaning you would see it later and go, oh, he ho-. And guess what? Guess who attended? No one. Nobody. Nobody. So it doesn't exist. But my theory is that time travelers aren't allowed to announce themselves as time travelers, so they couldn't go to that. But I thought that was a brilliant thing to do. You've talked about this before, probably off air, maybe when you and I were just hanging out. You love that. And I brought it up to my kids at the dinner table the other day, and they're like, huh? But that's what you did the first time I brought it up. We're still kind of like that. I'm still like, huh? (laughs) That movie is called The Theory of Everything. It's a 2014 biographical romantic drama film about Stephen Hawking, and it is fantastic. Yeah, so good. Uh, 80% positive on Rotten Tomatoes. Number one. This one's about Taylor Swift. Come on. Better be fun. Yeah, better be real fun. Taylor Swift used facial recognition at a concert to identify stalkers. Baby, now we 
While a stand outside the venue played rehearsal clips for fans to stop and see what was happening in rehearsal, a hidden camera took their pictures and checked them against a database of her known stalkers. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. That's awesome. Cool, huh? That's really cool. I like so, that. so they thought they were like, ooh, we're just going to do something cool. and We're going to watch her rehearse and then stalk her. Right. <laughs> but they're like, oh, we got you. They got, she got them, though. Fun fact Friday. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Brothers Osborne released their new album, Skeletons. Here's the title song. Hot time to come to Jesus, you got skeletons in your closet. Spitting all over your face. Every little line stacked so high, can't keep your story straight. Travis Dinning dropped a new song called Good Years. Rolling on them good years, flying on them high times, Circle K cold beer, going up on a Friday night. Brett Young talked about the thing his daughter is picking up from him. I think there's a little more of my kind of strong-willed personality in there. So she has a thing now where when she wants something, she just points at it and grunts. And I'm like, that's kind of how I treat food. So I think that I think she got that one from me. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a lady in Rhode Island. She's shopping at Kohl's trying to find her daughter something for the birthday. And she finds the perfect Minnie and Mickey playhouse. And she's like, yes, that's it. I got a $25 gift card. This is perfect. Goes up to the cash register and realizes she's lost the gift card somewhere in the store. She starts coming upset because she doesn't have a lot of money, can't pay for it. The guy behind her says, listen, give me the toy. It's your daughter's birthday. I'll pay for it. Paid for the toy. That's great. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes with us from Covina, California. Two men were going around a neighborhood knocking on doors and saying, hey, we play for the local high school football team. We're raising money. Would you like to donate? They knock on one door like, hey, we play football down the road at Covina High. And the coach is like, really? Because I'm the football <laughs> coach there. Mm. And they're like, no, no, I play quarterback. And he's like, well, what's my name then? They had no idea, called police, and they were arrested. Oh, man. Here's a clip of the coach talking to the scammers <laughs> uh, through his the ring cam. Here you go. We're fundraising for Covina High School football. Actually, that's funny you bring that up because I know for a fact uh, you guys don't go to Covina because I teach there. Cool. But I play running back position, sir. Uh, you have uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a football coach there at Covina. Oh, really? What's the head football coach's name? Uh, Hernandez? No. I think you guys need to leave the area. All right, thank you. Have a day. You have a good day. He's still <laughs> nice to him with that. And then busted. There you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's go over and talk to Shauna in Tennessee. Shauna, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi. Oh, my gosh. I finally made it. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. What's happening? Awesome. Uh, not a whole lot. I just had a, a question for you guys. You guys get up at the butt crack of dawn every day. And I was wondering, I struggle with this, oversleeping. I didn't know if any of you guys ever oversleep. I never hear you talk about it, so you must have some good workers there, Bobby. Hmm. You know, I will say (laughs) yes, I do. Uh, uh, Yeah, we do wake up early, you know, 3.45 for me, and I try to come in and be in decent shape when the show starts, meaning mentally, not always there. Sometimes it takes me a little bit. But, uh, Eddie, you want to fill this one? Uh, we've definitely overslept. I've definitely overslept many times. And, and what I always frustrated me was that I would get in trouble, and Bobby was the thing would be, if you're late, don't even come in. So don't even bother coming in if you're going to be late. And I get it. But it was so frustrating to me because it's like, I didn't mean to be late. I didn't mean to wake up late. Never once did I say, I'm just going to show up late today. And it, it was a terrible feeling when you wake up and the clock says, like, <gasps> I'm supposed to be at work right now. Or you get woken up by someone like Lunchbox or <laughs> someone in the in the glass room calling you to where are you? It's terrible. Terrible feeling. But how long has it been since you overslept? Oh, gosh, what, four years? That's, that's my point. It's Five not, years, maybe? You, you've been trained out of that. Yes, and I'm early to everything now because of you, and it's pretty annoying. No, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's amazing to people because they feel like you respect them. Like, oh, he's yes. going to show up on time. Yes. So, uh, 
nobody on the show, knock on wood, has overslept and missed the show in years. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? In years. Knock on wood. But we appreciate that call and, and asking that, Shauna. You, so you, what, what time do you wake up in the morning? Um, I wake up about 6 o'clock. I have three kids I have to get ready every day, so it is a struggle daily to just right. get through the day. <laughs> I get it. No, I don't. But thank you. <laughs> but I wanted to shout out to um, I wanted to shout out to my um, now thirteen year old. His birthday was last week, and I tried to call and couldn't get through. He loves Raymundo, and if Raymundo could give a shout out to my thirteen year old, I promise you that would make his whole year. All right, stand by, Raymundo. Shout out. What up, little thirteen year old? Yeah. <laughs> you say his name. Well, she didn't say a name. <laughs> she didn't say a name. No. No. Okay. Uh, Shauna, appreciate that call. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Michelle in Wichita. Yesterday, we were talking about a woman who, she called us. She said, hey, she said, I have a neighbor who has a dog that won't stop barking. And I was like, in the middle of the night? She goes, no, and all through the daytime, mm-hmm. we're nurses. You know, we work through the night. What is your, What was your advice, Michelle? Hey, I uh, listen, love listening to your show, by the way. Thank you. Um, my advice is I had, I have a little baby, and I had neighbors that had dog bark all the time, and I just went and finally said something, and I was real sweet about it, and luckily she was a mom and understood. Um, so that was my advice. And also get a sound machine. That'll help dr- uh, drown out the noise of the dog barking. Okay. Two different approaches. Yeah. I agreed with the first one. You just go talk to someone. People really want to help for the most part. They're like, oh, that's inconvenien- inconveniencing you. They will. I'll help you with that. So I appreciate that. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks. All right. Let's go to Kayla in New Orleans. Kayla, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Hey, Bobby. How are you? Pretty good. What's going on? Nothing much. I'm actually um, quarantined right now because on Monday, we, my boyfriend's brother and his girlfriend, their dog, um, they had to put their dog down. And so, you know, we were like, hey, let's bring them some flowers, some ice cream, do something nice. So we brought them some food, some flowers, ice cream. And um, on Tuesday, his brother's girlfriend called me saying that, she tested positive for COVID. And I, it was less than 24 hours since we saw them. And come to find out, she felt terrible all weekend and lost her sense of taste. <gasps> and oh. still just let us yeah. come over. I was going to say, hey, listen, people have colds. I've had a cold. I've been fighting oh. for two weeks. But the second I would have lost my taste or smell, I'd have been like, nobody come near me. I also am able to get tested pretty quickly because they send me tests all the time for my, my TV show. But the taste, I'm and I'm always going up to things going... Mm-hmm. Smelling them to make. There's no doubt when you lose that because you lost your smell, but not my taste. Yeah, and as soon and, and I still because my test took forever to come back, and I was like still convinced it was a sinus infection. No way do I have coronavirus. When I lost that smell, I'm like, okay, that's it. it. Yeah, <laughs> it, once you lose the taste or smell, and yep. you're still around somebody, you probably should serve a little time. So does she have in the COVID jail? Have she has she tested positive? This caller? No, I don't think so. Okay. Kayla, you're just quarantined, right? Yeah, I'm just quarantined. I have um, an appointment later today to get tested, me and my boyfriend both. So. Are you getting a rapid test or a few days? Yeah, it's, it's the rapid test. Good luck. I hope it's negative. Yeah, Yeah, me too. That's, it's just crazy. It's just thrown, you know, obviously it's such an inconvenience for anyone who has it, and especially those with um, underlying conditions. But, Lord, I had so much going. I had to start working from home again, and I work overnight, so that's it's harder to stay up working at home than it is when I'm at the <laughs> office. Yeah, and I would be irritated because they lost taste or smell. Yeah. If someone was just not feeling great, they probably should have said something, but lose that's the that's it. You have it. The taste and smell you have. Oh I mean, yeah, you have it. Uh, but then she, you know, you have to make that call too, and that's that's tough. Like, all right, who have I made contact with? I got to call everyone, let them know that I have coronavirus. That's tough. I didn't have to do it because. I didn't really see anyone. Yeah, I you a, didn't know anybody in Florida. I was in Florida. <laughs> I wasn't going to call everyone in Florida. You saw where in Florida they're opening everything up, right? Are they? Football games 100%. No way. T- yeah. Buccaneers, Jacksonville Jaguar. 100%. Huh? 100%. I did see where they're, this weekend they're, the, the teams are saying they're not going to do that, but probably Florida Gators will be able to do that. Oh, the governor of Florida is like, have at it. Take a run. Oh, boy. I just do things their own way over there, huh? Hey, listen. <laughs> Good or bad, and we love them for it. I love Florida. Florida though. does their own thing, for sure. So I uh, appreciate that call, Kayla. Hope you are hope you stay good. Hope you stay healthy. Man, that is crazy. The Bobby Bone Show. 
Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right, filling in for Amy. It's truly hard to believe, but college students are having COVID parties, which we've heard about before. Yes. Where you go and you try to get COVID. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea, but that's college kids. They do terrible idea things. They're learning. However, this is not good, but at least it's a step up. College kids are not having COVID positive parties. So only people that are positive? That have tested positive in the last couple of months can go. Because you can't get it again while you have antibodies. Correct. They think you can't get it again while you have antibodies. So far, nobody's got it again that's had antibodies. Now, antibodies have gone away eventually, and people have re-gotten it then. But I have to say, and I know I was supposed to be outraged by this story, (laughs) I always look for mild improvements. Yeah. And I think college kids are getting slightly less dumb. Okay. So I don't encourage it. But I don't look down on you in the same way. Now, how do you get into the party? Do you have a slip that says, yeah, yep, I- this is where I yeah. tested positive? The deal is you're only allowed in if you've tested positive for COVID-19. And you have to have your, your proof. Nice. Which is probably easy to forge. <laughs> I'm sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they're doing IDs, they can for sure. But again, not hating, just stating and going, you know, I state <laughs> that that's not as bad as it used to be. Okay. A disco version of Johnny Cash's Folsom Prison Blues is out. You know this jam. And time of course. Keeps on. A disco version? The, the There I Ruined It YouTube channel posted a disco version of Johnny Cash's Folsom Prison Blues. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. Stop it. Stop it. Who is that? That's not even Johnny. Turn it up. When time keeps dragging What's funny in the video, they've matched him singing it though. <laughs> And it looks like he is singing it. <laughs> and who's doing the choo-choos? <laughs> kind of funky, though, huh? Letting the crowd's like, yeah. Right now, Johnny's like, stop that. Thumbs up, thumbs down. 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 It's funny. <laughs> Crazy. It's funny. People are now reluctant to give strangers mouth-to-mouth or CPR because they are COVID. afraid of catching yeah. coronavirus. A new study revealed that people are now less willing to give <laughs> cardiopulmonary resuscitation, widely known as CPR, especially if they don't know the person. Because they don't know if they have coronavirus or not. Okay, Bones, you're at the store. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Good. Good answer. If I have to get COVID. You saved a life. Again, because I don't think, you know, most people don't get horribly sick from COVID. Only a few select people do. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take that risk that, one, they don't have it. And if they do, I'm going to take the risk that if I get it, I'll be one of the ones that respond in, in a positive way. So I would. And I would, you saved a life. I would jump down. Yeah. Hopefully I saved Hopefully. a life. Yeah. yeah. And finally, Chick-fil-A is the most popular fast food chain for teenagers for the sixth year in a row. Gen Z still loves Chick-fil-A. The top five with Gen Z, McDonald's at five, Dunkin' at four, Chipotle at three. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Chick-fil-A's at one. What do you think is that middle one there? Between three and three and one, number two. Sonic. Starbucks. Oh. Everybody loves Starbucks. So, but anyway, the sixth consecutive time Chick-fil-A has snagged first place in the semi-annual survey. There you go. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Chance and Hannah Buckner, they got married and they had a wedding and everything. So they had a bunch of flowers left over and they're like, we can't just throw all these away. There were dozens of floral arrangements. So they got on social media and said, hey, if you know anyone that's having a hard time, anyone that's sick or whatever that can use these flowers, let us know. They got tons of responses and they spent hours going around to 20 different locations in San Angelo delivering these flowers to people. Good for them. Pretty cool. Yeah, they have to do that. No. That's really cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Coming up in a few minutes, Brothers Osborne and their dad. Back in the day when they were kids, they were a family band, and their dad was a lead singer. So they're going to come in and play the songs. <laughs> Cannot Or wait. at least a song they used to play as a kid. They also have an album out today, and we'll talk about that. It's called Skeletons. But that's coming up in a little bit. Um, Amy's not here again, so we're going to go around the room. And we're going to hit this. Yes. And then we're all going to do a morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. Me first. Eddie. What rock group only has four members, but none of them sing? What rock group only has four members, but none of them sing? Mount Rushmore. Okay. <laughs> Lunchbox. If you're American in the living room, what are you in the bathroom? What are you in the bathroom? European! Oh my god. That's on a really old episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, where the kid does that in a talent show. 
Want to want to raise kids? Yeah, one of his twin boys. Raymundo, what do you call an espresso with a cold? What do you call an espresso with a cold? Coffee. Oh boy. We're really struggling oh boy, today, boys. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Mine? We nailed them yesterday. Lunch bus. I heard years in like third grade. Yeah. <laughs> and it made you laugh in third grade and it made you laugh now. Okay. Uh, dude one. Hey, bro. Dude two. Yeah, bro. Dude one. Can you hand me that pamphlet? Dude two. Bro, sure. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> Get it, bro. Sure. I get, I get but also it. brochure. No, no, pamphlet. brochure, oh. pamphlet, yes. Yeah, we really struggled today. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> we need Amy back. Yeah, That's, Amy, it's harder than we thought. Uh, Sorry uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, Brothers Osborne, they are in the Marathon Green Room right now, and they're going to be in in a second. We love these guys. We always love hanging out with them. Uh, let's go to Morgan in Virginia, who is on the phone right now. Morgan, what's happening with you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Really good. What can I do for you? Um, I just wanted to call you and tell you that I'm your biggest fan, and you, my husband got to talk to you earlier this week, and I was so crazy jealous. Oh, yeah? What, what's your yeah, what's, like, what's oh, favorite thing about me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Don't what? answer that. <laughs> I was just a joke. Just a joke. Well, uh, funny. well, thank you. I'm glad that you called. Thank you for listening to the show. Where do you listen in Virginia? Um, uh, uh, Caroline, Virginia. Well, thank you. Caroline County. I'm going to be in Virginia today, a couple hours outside of Richmond. So if I see you on the street, I'll wave at you. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good day. Just minutes away from Brothers Osborne. They're going to perform in studio. Right now, I'm looking at them. They're on the Marathon Green Room, and their dad is here with them. Artists are always a bit more vulnerable when their parent comes because they never know what their parent's going to say. It happened with Dustin Lynch, too. We brought his mom and dad in here. But they're going to come in and reunite their family band. So Brothers Osborne and their dad. Their old band was called Deuce and a Quarter. That's right. Right? So they'll be in in just a second. Let me talk to J.D. in Arkansas, who's on the phone. Hey, J.D., what's going on with you? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Hey, hey, good morning, studio. Morning. Hey, uh, so uh, I just learned that Raymundo went with the the bling ring. I was just going to say he lost maybe two or three punches on his man car. Raymundo, when he so. picked out his wedding ring, it is, it's like white diamonds, yeah. black diamonds. It's blinged out. It, it looks like he should have an Ed Hardy shirt on all the time when he <laughs> wears it. But that's your style, right? Yeah, and 60% off, you can get all the diamonds you want, and I think it looks great, so that's why I went with it. And you don't have it on yet, you get it on the wedding. Apparently I'm not allowed to for another couple weeks. Are you excited to actually wear it? Yeah, I got a watch that pairs with it, and it's just one of those things that it catches your eye. Yeah, a lot of people are going to notice this on the street. And do you want them to notice it on the street? Because I feel like I wouldn't want someone to notice my jewelry while on the street. That's the thing, I may leave it here at the office, no more early morning gas station runs, but I enjoy wearing it around town to brunch, stuff like that, absolutely. Lost another punch. Yeah, another JD. punch with the he champagne mimosas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, JD, appreciate that. Anything else you want to say to Ray? Uh, yeah. Um, so I got I got my ring tattooed on my on my finger because my wife had an accident. I like in her, in her 30s and uh, her finger swelled. So when she asked me about it, I was like, Yeah, we're doing it. So is it just a uh, band tattooed around your finger? Yeah, you can't tattoo on the back side of your hand like the open like palm of your hand but it goes around the top so any, I think it, it always fits any chance you can put some blingy. diamonds in that like black diamonds white diamonds no it's not not gonna be no bling alright but hey JD thanks for calling <laughs> man thanks man y'all take care uh, Michael in Kansas is on and then we'll get to Brothers Osborne hey Michael what's going on hey um, I called on Monday and I got advice for a friend uh, about the going to be a bridesmaid at a wedding yeah and I was so nervous that I forgot to shout out my wife. So I was hoping you might be able to help me uh, not be in trouble with my wife and uh, give her a shout out. Wait, what'd she say? What, my wife said? Yeah, when you come home, you're like, hey, I was on the radio. What'd she say? <laughs> she was like, oh, good job. Uh, but you didn't say anything about me. I was like, ah. So I tried yesterday to get in and I couldn't and I tried today and then obviously Abby let me talk to you guys. So I was like, please help me. All right, do it. Say, say your piece. All right, my love, Emily Jean. Here's your shout out on the Bobby Bone Show. There you go. How long have you been married? <laughs> um, oh, August was did, our three year anniversary. Didn't answer that fast enough. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to think You're about that for a second. Getting yeah, yeah. Another shout out. <laughs> the little wheels <laughs> took a little too long to turn there. Call tomorrow again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. Have nope, a good. She, sorry, she loves you. She read both your books. 
through and through and just listen to you every day. And it was a shame that I was so nervous that I messed up on Monday. It was a shame. Yeah. We talked about it too. Yeah, yeah, we did. All right, Michael, have a good day, bud. See you later. <laughs> Thanks. You guys too. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> The Friday Morning Conversation with Brothers Osborne. Very exciting for me because, one, you guys have a new album out today, which I just love, Brothers Osborne. When, whenever it shows up on my, my streaming, it's like, Brothers Osborne has a new album. <laughs> all right. And I'm like, I'll take it all. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't been able to listen to it all yet because it's early in the morning. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a big fan, and I want everybody out there to know that today is the day. When this radio show is over... Go ahead and check it out. Skeletons is out today. How you feel? How's it going? Feel really good, brother. Feel really, really good about it. We've been waiting to put this thing out for months. It should have come out months ago, but, you know, COVID pushed everything back. But here we are. Twelve tracks on this thing. What's the what's the process whenever you guys are making a record? Do you do 30 songs and then pick, or do you have that process before you go into a studio and actually have to pay for it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you know as you're writing the ones that are kind of like, that are different than, than the than the rest, or the kind of the, 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 the you know, cream rises to the top, but then you end up with, you end up about with like 20, yeah, probably maybe 20 to 30 songs that you're like considering. Then you'll have like, for us, we had like, we had like six songs that we knew for sure, Skeletons being one of them. And all night, we're like, these are going to be songs that we definitely want to cut. And then there's, once you get in there and start recording, then you kind of start seeing where the music is taking you. And then you start kind of picking songs. At least that's how we do it after that. And then you start kind of, then we'll, occasionally you might overcut one or two extra songs. And then just, then then kind of pick the best out of that group of maybe 13 or 14 songs that you recorded and make 11 or 12 out of that. You ever write a song in the studio while you're there? Not really. We we, we write a lot of parts in the studio, a lot of of music parts. and, And there might be occasional like lyrical edits that we might do. But but all the lyrics are, are done. We'll, it's a, that's an in. expensive right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, because you have to pay for the studio. You have to pay for the yeah. studio time. Yeah, it's like when rappers they'll go into the studio and just eh, screw around. And, yeah, you know, play, I mean, play the beat and they'll just yeah. you know kind of ride it as they go along. Yeah, those old rock records would take six months to a year because they would get in the studio, play and write. But we ain't got that kind of money yeah. yet. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> what's the what's the song? What was the catalyst of all of this? I, obviously, it's named Skeletons, it, and that's probably going to be the answer. But what? What was the first song on this whole project where you're like, all right, it's time to go forward now. We that got was, something. It that was, that was the song. Yeah. The very first song we we'd, did. We'd written some songs that we liked, but yeah, I think when we finally, we wrote Skeletons, we laughed and we're like, okay, we finally got a song. We wrote, we wrote some songs we liked, but they just kind of, they didn't sound different enough. It didn't sound unique to us. It just sounded kind of good generic songs, I would call them. And then once we had Skeletons, we knew, okay, now this is the direction we want this record to be. And then we started kind of writing around that. All right, here's a clip of Skeletons. Here you go. Hot time to come to Jesus. You got skeletons in your closet. It's all over your face. And so one of the things I like, too, when I hear an artist talk about an album is they're like, you know, it was the last song. It barely made it. It ended up making us $10 million. You know, that's always a very famous thing. Yeah. You know, we never, like Lady Antebellum, we, you know, whenever we did, uh, uh, it's a quarter after one. Need You Now. Need You Now. They're like, we weren't going to put it on the record. Are you, you know, serious? Uh, yeah, it was a, they were done with the record. It was a, they had it in voice memo and they were like, oh yeah, we kind of roughly did this. No kidding. Threw wow. it on. Obviously, that. international hit for them. Yeah. I feel like with our luck, it's the song that we didn't record. That would be the one. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last song that made it, though, of the 12? Maybe um, it's the last one you wrote or the one you decided to last. All right. This the, is- the last song that we recorded actually didn't make the record. Um, and the one before that would have been Old Man's Boots, which ends the records, which is fitting because we got... Our, our pops with us and he's and talking about his old work boots and um, and that was weird that was right around right after the tornado hit Nashville so things were really crazy we just got back in the studio because of all the tornado damage and the power being out and it was right as COVID was started and everyone's kind of like it's nothing and some people are like I don't know and it was that weird that weird spot is when we recorded uh, Old Man's Boots and then that was the final song which is also it's the last song on the record so it's kind of it's not the boots he's wearing now though he's got his nice little casey's on well let's welcome him here here is your dad big john he's here with us today what up big john (laughs) glad to meet you cats good to see you are you are you living here now yes you are how you like it i love it i mean it's great uh well we've kind of been back and forth for the last year so we've kind of got over furniture down here and all that kind of stuff but i tell you it's pretty crazy 
because a week ago I was working on a toilet, and now I'm on the Body Bone Show. <laughs> it's a great place to live. <laughs> so I always like to have the parents because you two instantly turn vulnerable because your dad's just talking about you, right? Yeah. So it's always interesting. Well, for sure. It's always like, what is he going to yeah, say? I know. Right? I'm know. terrified. Uh, Big John. Now, is it true that both John and TJ are named after you because your name is John Thomas? That's right. Mm-hmm. So when you have, because John's older, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So you went John first after you. Yes. And then TJ, did you feel like, oh man, he, I didn't even get my dad's name. Did it, did <laughs> yeah, why? Well, I did it just, just backwards. <laughs> it's John uh, Thomas and Thomas John. Oh, right. Is that right? right. Yeah. He's John Thomas third and he's Thomas it's John. confusing. So yeah. why? Why? Well, it's the... The Washington football team. I can't call them what they are now. They were the Redskins. They were the Redskins. We were the Redskins and Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles were playing. And we hadn't made the name up. And he's coming and I'm going to, you know, they're, they're really close. The score is tight. And I'm watching it. <laughs> and his mom said, we'll just name him Thomas John. I went, great. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the game. Fuck. <laughs> we could have fixed it later, but I yeah, I never knew that. That's awesome. <laughs> How do you by feel? the way, we'd be Philly, so yeah, and that's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? Like, what are your feelings about these two guys' success? Because I mean, it came in a completely organic, you know, hard work style. Well, you know, they started out in uh, Deuce and Quarter when they were young. Which and, is a band uh, that we had together. Which is a band we had together. We put it all together. It wasn't, you know, my band. It was our band, right? And they uh, playing with them, and they were young. But I could kind of, after a while, see, man, I guess something going on. It's a little different than other people I had played with at the time. And uh, they worked their butts off. We rehearsed all the time. And they listened to what I said, no matter if it's right or wrong. Because if, <laughs> if they didn't listen to me, I'd say, okay then you're cutting the grass. <laughs> <laughs> and you're cleaning the yard up. And it wasn't about six months later, I'm cutting the grass. <laughs> and I'm cleaning the yard up. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting you have two sons that are, are so good at what they do. By the way, Brothers Osborne's here. They have a record out today called Skeletons. It's 12 tracks. Um, we're going to get into some music in a second. But their dad, Big John, is here. Um, John, for example, being the oldest, when he goes, hey, I want to move to Nashville. Like being the dad and knowing that there's no... Music is not a good career to go into. Like nothing creative as a parent is probably a good, secure thing for a kid to go into. What do you tell them? Well, I had been down here before already and uh, quite a different town than it is now, of course. You know, and I saw how tough it was and I didn't know if I had it to make it. And then uh, kind of came back and we created this band. And, uh, but we were kind of a loose family. We, we didn't, we didn't. We didn't think you were going to be president, thank God. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so we were kind of, if that's what you wanted to do, then that's, we'll back it up. We'll drag instruments in here. We'll find stuff you need. Uh, wasn't a lot of money, but we just go find a bass. We borrowed one for a long time. And then we got one, and then we got another. Uh, it was very loose. There was no pressure. No, you cannot go to Nashville. Matter of fact, just their, their mom was... 250% go to Nashville. If you've ever met her, you'd know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have yeah. met her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so to watch these guys blow up, and for the first time they won, let's say, a CMA, and you see them on, on TV or in, in the audience. I've seen them in the audience and stuff, but the first time you see them win a big award, what are you thinking as a dad? Uh, it was crazy. Uh, just crazy as can be. And I had to go home because of my work. But I really didn't have to. These guys are driving crazy. So I saw an award they'd got the day before. So I flew back. And when TJ announced it, um, it's so blah, it's so good to win the award that, but I wish my dad was here to see it. Well, people in Deal thought I'd died. Oh, no. <laughs> the they were up at the hardware store <laughs> telling, you know, it's so, so sad that their dad isn't here to see him. And Cindy's daughter-in-law... She goes, well, I hope he's alive. He's at my house putting in a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, Cindy is my dad's long, long time girlfriend. Have you listened to their full album, Big John? Yes. Is it any good or no? Because like I said, I haven't got to all of it yet. Smoking. All right. <laughs> Are you ever like, hey, guys, let, let's get me, let, me back in the band. Do you ever want to go on the road with them and play? Because they're playing some big shows now. 
Um, I think that wall's pretty big. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this the- is about as close as I'm get to that stage. Okay. <laughs> well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna come back in a second. Brothers Osborne's here today. Album release day. Um, they're gonna come in, and you guys are gonna play a, a Big John original that you guys did. Yeah. You, have you guys played this before <laughs> big together? Big John standard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, so you guys have played this many times? Uh-huh. Well, and back in the day, I mean, this is like 20 years That's ago. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. You did play this song <laughs> back in the day? We did play this oh, yeah. song back then, yes. A lot. Yeah. The band is Deuce and a Quarter. It's Brothers Osborne and their dad, Big John, and you guys are going to play together for the first time publicly in how long? 20 years. 20 oh, years. big day today. Oh. <laughs> big day today. Awesome. Big day today. Okay, so the album's out. The band is reunited. Listen, if we get a lot of requests for this next song, you guys might have to just get back into Deuce and a Quarter. I'm, oh, no. if, it, if it pays better than I'm getting paid right now during COVID, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, we, we thought about doing a little recording of it and putting it out on iTunes, and then we thought, man, we got to promote our own record. <laughs> the Friday Morning Conversation with Brothers Osborne. Their new album's out today. It is called Skeletons. Here they are, Brothers Osborne and their dad, Big John. And you guys are going to play what song? What's it called, it's Big called, John? What's it called, Dad? My girl, she rides like a Cadillac. Okay, and you know you can't say bad words, right? Yes, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. I don't know. So when, just to paint the picture of 20 years ago, so how old was everybody when y'all were y'all last played this? Five. No, I'm <laughs> I mean, probably uh, 15, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you guys ran through this for the first time in a long time, was it a weird feeling? Like, wow, it kind of reminds me of where I was at that time. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a weird yeah. feeling in the sense that I f- it makes me feel like I'm just a little kid all over again, <laughs> bringing this a uh, big upright bass right now. So in the band, uh, John, my brother, played guitar, and our dad did most of the lead singing, and then I played upright bass. So I haven't played upright bass in, I mean, definitely since my teen years, but... Um, so it feels weird holding the bass. Again. <laughs> Here goes nothing. So and we just decided yesterday or day before yesterday to do this. So I have I don't know if I can remember the words. Well, good so luck. Well, you guys can join in if, if you, you mess want up, to. We'll just hop in. Yeah, yeah no, we'll yeah. just make stuff up. No one, yeah, exactly. No one hey, knows. Big John, let me ask you. Whenever you were taking these kids out, did you get them into older bars, like places they couldn't have got into if they weren't playing music on a stage? We lived down the street from two of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so they, yeah, they grew up in these bars. They're used to it. All right, here they are for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Deuce and a Quarter! Yeah! Yeah! My girl, she ride like a Cadillac. My girl, she ride like a Cadillac. We were heavy with plenty of room in the back. Their top goes down with her high beams on. Motor never stops to the break of dawn. My girl, she ride like a Cadillac. I said, now my girl, she drive like a Cadillac. Totally automatic, the girl never slips off track. Got a bulldozer swinging and a trunk full of tricks. Put your pedal to the metal, she guaranteed to kick. I said, Now my girl, she ride like a Cadillac. She's so smooth around. She first class inside. As she moves with pride. Big ticket mama, temperature control. Once you take a ride, you surely will be sold on my girl. She rides like a Cadillac. My girl, she rides like a Cadillac. We rode heavy with plenty of room in her back. My girl, she rides like a Cadillac. When her top goes down with her high beams on, it never stops till the break of dawn. My girl, she rides like a Cadillac. Come on, Johnny Cadillac. class inside as she moves with 
pride She's a big ticket mama Temperature controlled Once you take a ride You surely will be sold on my girl She ride like a Cadillac My girl she ride like a Cadillac Totally automatic The girl never slips off track My girl she ride like a Cadillac She got a bulldozer swinging And a trunk full of tricks Pedal to the metal I guarantee to kick I said no my girl She ride like a Cadillac I said, now my girl, she ride like a Cadillac. My girl, she drive like a Cadillac. My girl, she ride 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 like a Cadillac. Come on! Hey, I want to thank you guys, everybody. And I want to also just mention everybody in Dale. I got to mention them or, you know, they'll be buying your little studio down. I do have something I want to show you if I can show it to you. Is it okay? Yeah, what is it? Are you staying fully clothed? Yeah. What? Hey, show's not over yet. This is the first that we're hearing of this too, Bobby. I have no idea. Where's the bag? He brought in a bag. All right. I want to to show you this. Can I do that? Is that okay? Yeah, of course. All right, in studio right now, Brothers Osborne. They have a new record out today called Skeletons. This is their dad, Big John. And he's now going to show me something. All right, every time I even talk to anybody, they always say, how did you inspire your sons? I said, well, you know, they played music, they had family, they had their mother, they had friends, and all this. No, really, what inspired them? to get out there and get this. So I'm going to show you what inspired him. Okay. <laughs> Walking over to me now. What? Looks like a picture of you know, something. A right. You're a plumber, right? Yeah. And this is a picture of plumbing. They're digging holes. Holes and pulling rocks up. Yeah. And fixing sewer lines. Yeah. Uh, turn it, it's got sideways. There <laughs> 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 you go. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a picture yeah. of us. That was the day after Bonnaroo. We, uh, yeah. yeah, we, we were very hungover and, and we had to dig a giant hole in our backyard. I never heard him practice so much after this. <laughs> Listen, that, that stuff, you know, I roofed houses forever before and nothing makes me appreciate what I get to do now. Oh, yeah. Like when I used to oh, have man. to think about roofing houses, doing tear off and clean up. Yeah, roofing is Just the worst. The worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awful. Uh, doing maintenance. I used to do maintenance on a golf course and where I would just weed eat and mow all day, every day. And it's, you know, but I think we need those. If we don't have oh, absolutely. those, those oh, experiences, yeah, sure. we don't appreciate where we are. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually become grateful for those experiences because totally. I wouldn't be able to feel fulfilled like I am. You have a ridiculous work ethic and it shows that you learned that. It's just, you know, this wasn't handed to you. you, you I also think, like I like yeah. to think of those moments too where we were doing plumbing with our dad and a multiple multiple uh, other types of jobs at the time that were weren't <laughs> incredibly desirable. But I had probably as much fun then as I do now. And I always try to think about that. I'm just like, you know, the little things in life that are that are just as fulfilling um, or, or the most fulfilling things, really. Yeah, I think I may have had more fun early, like straight fun, because I was the world was so in front of me. And, exactly. Yeah. And, every, and I, yeah. I remember being extremely broke, 19 years old, living in an apartment in college. And I would play Ken Griffey Jr. all night because I nice. knew if I got to the cafeteria for in the morning, I could get free breakfast <laughs> if I was yeah. one of the first ones there. So I'd play Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. all night. It was the greatest part of my life. Yeah. I was just, it was so much fun. Simple. So here's the thing, everybody. Here's what you should know. Brothers Osborne, they have a new record out today. I'm going to play, before we go, and play a little bit of I'm Not For Everyone. I love this song, by the way, Thank guys. Yeah, it's one of my favorites on the record. One final question, because there's an instrumental. It's uh, track eight, where you're just playing guitar, John. Yes. You're known as a guy just will play his guitar. But and, and I'm looking at the writing, and it says, written by John Osborne. 
Did you just walk into the studio and play that, or did you write? Uh, no, I wrote it. It's just like the song after it is Dead Man's Curve, so those two songs actually play into each other. It sounds like one song. Um, but I'd had an instrumental that was the same tempo, same key as Dead Man's Curve, and uh, we just thought it would be a cool idea to s- just stick it right on the on the beginning. But I wish I could say I just walked in there and played that. In the that. song, it's called Hell Muskrat no. Green, which is uh, kind of a, a local legend. Uh, we never got to, to to meet him, but he's like this was this like mythological character almost. Where he had Guinness Book of World Records for yeah. eating the most oysters. We the actually wrote a song about him years one. ago, Muskrat Green. Yeah. What Green. is the record? It's like wait, if it's more than five, it's just that's <laughs> yeah. I think it's like hundreds in like a. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, listen, great to have yeah, you guys crazy. in, Big John. Great to see you in this setting. <laughs> Thank you. I've run into you a few times out of here. We've, but but in here, listen. That's what that's what you're meant to do. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's it was great. And you came in. You attacked it. You, there was no fear. You'd done it a million times, and you were still good at it. I it's, had a backup band. They're all, they're all right, but this isn't about them. You know what I mean? When I walk out of here, that's gonna switch real quick. <laughs> well, thank you. Listen, thank you guys, brothers. Thanks thanks for having us, uh, thank you so much, and thank you guys for working so hard over there. Well, and uh, thank you, Deal. For my boys. Big John and the Bolo. Got to mention that. Love the Bolo tie. <laughs> yeah, and well, now that you live here, Big John, can we hire you as our plumber? Uh, it's going to be awful expensive now. Just been on a show. His <laughs> 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 rate just went up. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, if you start hearing Bob, you advertise me, Dad, the price is going up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there they are. Brothers Osborne, yeah. everybody. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. After COVID-19 forced a couple to change their wedding plans twice, hospital staff helped them pull off their nuptials. Lisa and Ron were supposed to tie the knot, but they had to postpone twice because of the pandemic, like a lot of folks. And then right before the September nuptials that they were finally going to go through with, he had some scary health symptoms, ended up at the hospital after the rehearsal dinner. That's how close they got to it. Ron's stroke test came back negative. And he was like, man, I, I got to marry her. So the hospital staff worked together and they threw a wedding for the patient. Within just a few hours, they had cake, a bouquet, decorations, and even a unique wedding favor, a framed printout of Ron's heart monitor. Here is a clip of the couple talking about it. One of the nurses said, would you like to have a, a, a memory of the moment he says, I do. I've got his heart rate and everything from, it was elevated. It's just so nice to miss a heartbeat to, once in a while. Making joy out of, out of such a scary time um, really scary. meant the world to us. And really we scary. will never forget, you know, what they did for us. I'm sorry, I promised I wasn't going to get upset. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, let's get to the big story today. Let's hit it. Bobby's Big Story. Most malls around the country won't be having kids sit on Santa's lap this year. Didn't think about how it was going to affect Santa's. Mm, Didn't think about that. Instead, they'll do socially distanced visits that have masks and plexiglass dividers and photos from a distance. It's just Santa and your kid pointing at each other. (laughs) That's going to be a wide shot. Well, people will come up to me sometimes and be like, hey, can I get a picture? And I'm like, yes, but let's stand a bit away. Mm -hmm. And then they always do the point at me. (laughs) Because you're so far away. (laughs) They're like, there he is. Uh, So, yeah, if you're planning on taking your kid to the mall and getting your picture with Santa or your dog, I guess you probably still do that. And then how are the kids going to whisper what they want for Christmas to Santa? Um, I think Now everyone's going to (laughs) know. That's Give me true. that football, Santa. Pa- pass him a note. <laughs> yeah. okay. kick, it, kick it to him. That's a good idea. That's the big story. But I have another one. Bobby's other big story. The ratings are in for Ellen DeGeneres' premiere week, and they are not good. Uh-oh. The talk show saw nearly 40% drop from last year. Some people are saying her toxic workplace scandal has lost a bunch of fans. Here's the thing about ratings right now. First of all, we're just overwatching things virtual. You know, and she's, I think she's back in the studio some. I think everybody's itching, but man, I, I can't, it's hard for me to watch anything virtual these days. Yeah, the lot, late night talk yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't, I'm over it. I'll just watch something on Netflix or Amazon. Uh, ratings are, are weird right now. You know, I look at some of the places where our show is just killing it right now, higher than ever before Pittsburgh, Washington, D.C. And I'm like, probably, we're probably not that high. I think it's just kind of an odd, that people are doing things differently for a bit. Yeah. And then I look at places where it's maybe not as high as it was, and I'm like, you know what? That's not accurate either. Like, everything's just off. Yeah. Everything's just off right now. Ellen's going to be fine. She'll probably do another season and then chunk deuces and go retire in her money pit. <laughs> just lay in it all day long. Rich. So I saw that too. Those are my uh, two stories. Bobby's B. 
Story. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Craig Robinson. Hey, Craig, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. How you doing? I'm real good. Let me tell our listeners real quick. You may know Craig from a bunch of stuff. Uh, best known as Daryl Philbin from The Office or Doug Judy on Brooklyn Nine-Nine or movies that I love like Pineapple Express, Hot Tub Time Machine, This Is The End. Just a big fan of your work. So I'll, I'll geek out a little bit before the interview starts and tell you that I'm, I'm super pumped to have you on. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hey, so this podcast, because I'm an executive producer on it, but you have a bigger role in Make It Up As We Go. You're playing the voice coach. How'd you get involved in this podcast? It was offered to me, and I took a look, and it felt interesting. So I, I hopped on it. So in this, you are Scarlett, the main character's vocal coach. Is that right? Yes. So are you actually coaching her through the series? Are you are, like What is your role in, in the show other than just like teaching her how to sing? It's uh, almost like a... A, a guide, you know, some uh, um, to instill uh, uh, confidence to, to give her life. I watch when you play music, especially when you're doing comedy. Like that's a big part of of what I know you for is just sitting on keys and playing. What kind of music background did you have growing up, Craig? Uh, I I grew up learning everything, man. I, I trained in uh, I have some classical, some jazz. And uh, and I play a lot by ear, so you know whatever I would hear on the radio. Luther Vandross was a big influence on me, um, and I, I would learn his songs and then play them for the girls. Nice. And at what <laughs> age did that start to pay off? It's paid off incredibly for my uh, uh, without the keyboards, without playing piano. That I I don't know that I would have the career that I, I have. Your comedy and uh, and music. It just it set me apart. Whenever on the office you started playing, did you suggest to them that you would play, or did they say, "Hey, man, we know you're really good at playing piano. Why don't you do some in this this scene?" It was always uh, somebody bringing it to me. Say, "Oh, oh, Craig plays." So, you know, in Hollywood, once they find out you have a talent, they they they're going after it. When you're playing comedy, do people ever ask you to play the the commercial, the the song you guys did for the commercial in the office? <laughs> if I'm playing, if I'm doing my show, yes. If I'm if I'm on IG Live, somebody just say, they sing the uh, Thunder Mifflin song. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's getting, uh, it's, at every turn, yeah, somebody wants to hear that. Craig Robinson's on with us. The new movie, uh, Henchman, is being released today. So what's this movie about? Henchman is, um, is, is, is about Henchman, <laughs> I guess. I, you, you, you caught me off guard with that one, man. That's I, all right. I, I hey, listen. They put this in front of me. They said, hey, pump this movie. It says, Upcoming Project Henchman, released Friday. It's an animation action comedy with your voice. Man, you're doing a lot of voices, huh? How often do you get called into a room to do a voice these days? You know what? These days, it's a lot. It's been a lot over this, uh, over this um, whole pandemic. I probably have done, um, I've probably done three, and it's about three more. So uh, that was that was a that was a big uh, big thing. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Everybody, check Thank out. Thank you so much. Yeah, check out the podcast. I think it's a fantastic. It's called Make It Up As We Go. Let, let me end with one question about the office. If you're cool with it. Okay. Did Rain Wilson actually throw a barbell at your head when you were filming that episode of The Office, like season eight, Miss California? Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't do it on purpose. What happened was we had done like I don't know a bunch of takes. And he was showing, you know, the the thing was me getting in shape, and he was helping me get in shape. And on the last one, he just like, you know, he was like, "We going?" And, and there was no uh, words between. It was like a silent scene, and uh, I think somebody was doing voiceover, rain on myself. But um, and on the last one, he just kind of like tossed it, like, "Okay, come on, let's go." And I didn't anticipate him tossing, nor did I want look. I was like getting up, and as I got up, bam. Smack me in the head. <laughs> Listen, I love you. Thanks for coming on the show, Craig. Got so many projects. Can't even remember exactly what he did in each of them. That's the kind of life I want to have. That's my goal. All right, Craig. Forgive me for that. Hey, love you back. Thank you so much. All right, uh, there, thanks to everybody. Check it out. There he is, Craig Robinson. And you guys check it out. Check out. Make it up as we go. It is the uh, first kind of musical podcast I've ever heard, which is why I was so pumped. Miranda Lambert plays herself too, and she's an executive producer. Huge shout out to our friends at Unilever particularly Noor and the delicious Magnum ice cream for supporting this important project and helping us tell all the great stories about women in country music. Let's do Flashback Friday 2003. Flashback Friday! Dang, 2003, that's my first ever morning show year. I was an idiot kid, 22, 23. Straight out of college? No, a bit out of college, but after college, as soon as college was over, I moved... 
to Austin, never been there before. <laughs> just drove, packed out my car. By the way, greatest ever. Yeah. Lived there for 12 years, still is home to me. Um, but I just had never been, and I go and I'm doing a night show for just a few months there. And the station is just failing miserably. This is a pop station. And I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to go. I had an offer to go to Seattle and do nights over there. And I told my general manager, I said, hey, I'm going to go. Been here a few months, not going well with the station. Um, and I've got a bigger offer. And you guys never made me sign a contract. You didn't have me sign a contract. And he was like, well, what do you want? And I knew they wouldn't give it to me. But I was like, I'll take the morning show. The station sucks, so why not let me have it? And if, if we're going to sink, let's give it a Hail Mary. And he's like, oof, I don't know about that. And so I said, okay, well, let me know Monday because I got to make my decision if I'm going to move on or not. And so I come back Monday and there were some dudes in suits in there and they're like, hey, we're going to make you an offer. I didn't even look at the contract. I just signed it. <laughs> you the morning show? Yes, I was yes, like, yes. you're going to give me the morning show? <laughs> and then the uh, rest is history. Uh, that's 2003 for that's me. awesome. The biggest country song on this day that year was uh, Traveling Soldier from the Chicks. The biggest pop song, Shake Your Tail Feather, Nelly, P. Diddy, and Murphy Lee. Come on. This is from Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. Were you playing this on the show? Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. And at home. <laughs> Still do. What do you mean, was? Uh, the biggest news story, Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor of California in a special recall election to remove Democratic Governor Gray Davis from office. Arnold won by a landslide and took okay. office on November 17th. <laughs> it's crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. That's it. Have a good weekend. I'm off to uh, Virginia a couple hours. I sat at Richmond shooting my uh, my Nat Geo show this weekend. We will see you here on Monday. Bye, everybody. 